a full surrender. And we see it there in our text for this morning, the verse 11. Luke 5, verse 11. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. They forsook all and followed him. This is now the second time that Peter and the others were called by the Lord to be followers of him. The Lord had called them to leave their fishing and become fishers of men. Matthew chapter 4 verse 19 where the Lord said follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The response to that call was very encouraging for we read and they straightway left their nets and followed him. Matthew 4 verse 20 but now here we see that Peter and the others have returned to the fishing they've gone back again to their own life they've gone back to their ships they've gone back to their nets they've gone back to their fishing now the Lord meets them a second time and calls them a second time he meets them by the lake of Gennesaret it's interesting the lake Gennesaret is also called the Sea of Tiberias and it's also called the Sea of Galilee isn't that interesting the Sea of Galilee because that's where the Lord first met with them and called them in Matthew 4 it was by the Sea of Galilee and so the Lord goes back to the very same place where he had first called them to follow him and be fishers of men only this time we're told in verse 1 that a multitude had gathered there verse 1 and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God he stood by the lake Gennesaret here we have the press the people pressed upon him so great was the crowd that had gathered there that they were pressing on the Lord and he was having to step back and step back a little more and he was getting nearer and nearer to the edge of the Sea of Galilee they pressed upon him we're told not only about the press but also the purpose 
the purpose why had such a large crowd gathered there well we're told pressed upon him to hear the word of God how encouraging it is to read such words a multitude of people gathered on to Christ for the purpose to hear the word of God as an interest he put the two things together they pressed upon him to hear the word of God they were getting nearer and nearer to Christ because of the word of God and you know believer the more time you spend in the word of God the nearer you'll get to Christ the nearer you'll get to him you'll be pressing nearer and nearer to him how encouraging it is to read of a multitude of people gathered together to hear the word of God and doesn't say they gathered to see him work a miracle although we know the Lord did that many many times but they pressed upon him to hear the word of God all that more people today would have the same <coughs> desire and purpose of heart to get to a place where the word of God is preached get to a place not to be entertained but to hear the word of God so you have the press and the purpose then you think of the place lake of Gennesaret no the people hadn't gathered in a synagogue with comfortable seats or in the temple they were standing by the seaside by the lake of Nazareth and obviously that didn't matter to the multitude where it was they were there to hear the word of God didn't matter didn't matter what their surroundings were didn't matter if they had to stand and listen they were there to hear the word of God and it was there by the lake of Gennesaret or the sea of Galilee Simon Peter and the others surrendered their all and followed Christ I want us first of all to consider the claiming of the ship the claiming of the ship because the crowd was so great the Lord was being pushed back as we said back and back towards the sea and so he used one of the ships that was standing by the lake 
First of all, regarding the claiming of the ship, we notice the owner. The ship that the Lord claimed belonged to Simon Peter. Verse 3. And then, turned into one of the ships, which was Simon's. So the Lord entered into the ship belonging to Simon Peter. Now we see that Peter did not object to this. He didn't object to the Lord taking over his ship. And I'm sure if it was our ship, we also would not object to the Lord taking over that which belonged to us. After all, what, did, what was the Lord going to use the ship for? To preach the word of God. To spread the good news of the gospel. But we may not own a ship for the Lord to use. But with many things in our lives that the Lord can use to his honour and glory. After all, we read in Luke 19 about the Lord claiming the cold of an ass. And when the disciples came to the owner of that animal, wanted to know why they were taking it away, they said, the Lord hath need of him. The Lord hath need of him. And there was no further question or no argument. You think of it. If the Lord can take a dumb animal and use it to his glory because that's what he did when he rode into Jerusalem. The people gathered along the side of the street and sang his praises. You think also, whenever the Lord was celebrating the Passover, a man, we're not given his name, but the man gave his room a room in his house or his home for the Lord to celebrate the Passover with his disciples Luke 22 verses 10 to 13 so you think of it one man gave a dumb animal for the Lord to use to his glory another man gave a room in his house to the Lord to be used for his glory. Peter gave a ship. And so whatever we have, we can give it to the Lord to be used for his glory. Remember the lad, remember the lad with the five barley loaves and the two fishes? He gave that to the Lord. And we they do the same. And so Peter gave the ship to the Lord for the Lord 
no objections on the part of Peter as well as the owner we have the order to be a true disciple of the Lord to be a true servant of the Lord we must be prepared to use what we have to further the cause of Christ also we must be prepared to obey the Lord's orders and his commands that's a standard in the Christian life to obey the Lord verse 3 and he entered into one of the ships which was silence and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship we must be prepared to obey the Lord's orders and it is evident that Peter obeyed this order when the Lord said thrust out a little from the land so it's evident that he, he obeyed the Lord he did what the Lord had ordered him to do. He ordered, he obeyed the Lord without raising one objection. Thrust out a little from the land, and the Lord sat down and taught the people. You can ask ourselves, believer, how obedient am I? to the Lord's commands and his orders how obedient are we when the Lord speaks to us how willing and how ready are we to obey his orders the Lord said to the believing Jews this is what he said to them if ye continue in my word ye obey my word then are ye my disciples indeed if ye continue in my word then are ye my disciples indeed in other words the Lord was saying the mark of a true disciple is one who obeys the Lord he does what the Lord says and who continues in that word John 8 verse 31 as well as the owner and the order we have the obedience the Lord gave Simon Peter one order which he obeyed then he gave him another order first of all he told him thrust out a little from the land verse 3 then he said launch out into the deep go a little further launch out into the deep this I believe was the Lord's way of bringing Peter to the place of full surrender 
it was a task to see if he would obey the little go out a little from the shore if he would obey the little before he gave him the order to launch out into the deep and so it is you'll find in the scriptures if, if we cannot attend to the little things in the Lord's work the Lord will never give us a greater work to do that's it if we cannot attend to the little things in the Lord's service then you can be sure the Lord will not give us something greater to do that's what the Lord taught his hearers by way of a parable for we read in Luke 19 verse 17 he said well thou good servant listen because thou hast been faithful in a very little you've been faithful in a little thing the Lord went on to say have thou authority over ten cities in other words because you've attended to a little matter you've been obedient you've done the job well then I'm going to set you over ten cities he was going to be launched out into the deep so let us always be ready believer to attend to the little things in the Lord's work never look upon them as being of no great importance everything in the Lord's work is important the little things as well as the greater things So we have considered the claiming of the ship. Next we have the commanding of the servant. We see from the next few verses that Peter had more to learn about being a follower of Christ. And before he came to the place of full surrender, You see, first of all, his doubt. The Lord gave to Peter another order. Which, to Peter, did not make much sense. Verses 4 and 5. Now when he had left speaking he said unto Simon launch out into the deep and let down your nets 
for a draft. Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. So here's Peter's doubt. Lord said, Launch out into the deep and let thy their nets. Peter and the others, of course, were experienced fishermen. They didn't fish with nets during the day. That's what they did at night. They were experienced fishermen. And yet here is the Lord saying, launch out into the deep. It's daytime. And let down your nets. In other words, the Lord told him to do something that was contrary to all that he had ever done as a fisherman. And the Lord promised Peter a draught of fishes, which only further added to Simon Peter's doubts. Lord, we have labored all night, we've caught nothing. And here was the Lord telling them to launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a draught. The Lord promised him that if he did that, he would have a draught of fishes. Peter was full of doubts, but listen, dear child of God, let us never doubt the word of the Lord. Especially when it is contrary to human reasoning. If the Lord has given you a word, well then you can rest on that word. I don't know the Lord will not fail you. And of course, wouldn't be the only time that Peter and his fellow disciples would doubt the Lord's word. How often did the Lord say to them, O ye of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Throughout the Lord's earthly ministry, that's what he told the disciples a number of times. And here, Peter's doubting because in this country, as I say, to human reasoning, contrary to all his experience as a fisherman. The Lord had just fed 5,000 men, plus women and children. What with five barley loaves and two fishes? What did the disciples say? What are these among so many? They doubted. The doubt was there. They didn't think of what the Lord could do with five barley loaves and two 
small fishes. Well, whenever the disciples died at the Lord, and when they said, What are these among so many? The Lord simply said, Make the man to sit down. That was the answer again. Just tell the man to sit down. The Lord knew what he was doing. And we know how the Lord fed the multitude was so little and they filled the baskets with the fragments that was left over say the Lord always gives good measure pressed down shaken together and running over praise his name that's who he is human reasoning said impossible impossible but God's word said it shall be done so believer whatever the Lord tells you to do no matter how unreasonable it may seem do it the Lord will not fail you praise his name he didn't fail Peter that day as well as the doubt we see the disobedience the disobedience on the face of it let's read verses 4 and 5 again and when he left speaking he said unto Simon launch out into the deep and lend down your nets for a draught and Simon answering said unto him Master we have toiled all the night and have taken up nevertheless <coughs> and thy word I will let down the net now you look at those two verses and you might say well done Peter you obeyed the Lord's word you did what he said no no he didn't do what the Lord said he disobeyed the Lord what did the Lord tell him to do launch out into the deep and let down the nets plural and then we read master we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing nevertheless at thy word I will let down the net singular he disobeyed the Lord the Lord told him to let down the nets but Peter didn't let down the nets he let down one net why? because he didn't believe they were going to catch anything there's something else we should note here in that verse 5 
And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night, and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Notice how he addressed the Lord. He called him Master. He called him Master. He claimed the Lord was his Master. The Master of his life, but really, as verse 5 shows us that he was not, he did not recognize Christ as Master. Because he disobeyed him. He didn't do what his master had told him. For if Christ is our master, then we will obey his command without doubt, without delay, and without any disobedience. Do you remember? Remember what Mary, his mother, said at the marriage of Cana Galilee. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Unfortunately, Peter didn't do it. He let his own reasoning interfere with the word of God. As well as the doubt, the disobedience, you have the draft. Peter thought that it would be a waste of time, a foolish exercise to fish during the day and to let two nets down, or more than one at least. Thought it would be foolish, but he was wrong. Verse 6. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net break. And they beckoned on to their partners, which were in the other ship, that they could should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began sinking. That amazing. And Peter thought there was no point in letting down more than one net. And yet the draft of fishes we're told here caused the net to nearly break. And when they got the fish into the boat, the boats were ready to sink. So much for Peter's reasoning. 
so much for his experience as a fisherman the Lord really did know better than Peter listen Isaiah 55 verse 11 <laughs> so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth listen it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it that will be a word for Peter that would be a word for Peter that's a word for us all wasn't of course the first time or rather the only time that the Lord instructed his disciples about fishing you remember all over in John 21 remember Peter said to six of his fellow disciples I go a fishing they say we also go with thee once again fished all night caught nothing and then suddenly a stranger appeared on the shore children have you any meat no cast your net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find <laughs> and of course they did and filled the net with fish the Lord's word will not fail us just as Paul said listen and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to do or to perform Romans 4 verse 21 finally the clearing of the ship the commanding of the servant then the confession of the sinner Simon Peter recognised what he had done or rather what he didn't do and not fully obeying the command of the Lord was sin at verse 8 Simon Peter saw it he fell down at Jesus knees saying depart from me for I am a sinful man oh Lord notice when he saw what the Lord had done in filling the net with a draught of fishes verse died it was astonished 
Here we see he was first of all, he was stricken. That word astonished. That word means to render immovable. He was con- completely struck. He couldn't believe what he had seen. He he was rendered immovable. (laughs) He was in shock. He couldn't even move. Reminds us of the words of Psalm 118, verse 20. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. You have to service, the Lord said, from now on, you'll catch men. And you have to surrender. In Matthew 4, verse 20, when they were first called, we read, they straightway left their nets and followed Jesus. But now we read, in verse 11, they forsook all. and followed him Mm -hmm. total surrender and forsook all followed him and the Lord bless his word to our hearts let's follow in prayer I'll ask Mr. Robinson, please. Close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word that speaks to our hearts. Lord, we thank you that we can come on to thee and call thee Lord. That this, this word can be applied to each of our hearts that we may fully trust in thee, fully obey thee. To know, Lord, that thou hast a plan for each one of us. We pray, Lord, that thou would humble our hearts. And again, Lord, I'm reminded of what thou hast done for us at Calvary. Lord, thou hast shown such great love towards us in that way we were yet enemies, thou hast died for us. And we pray, Lord, that Thou would cause us now to meditate upon what Thou hast done for us. Amen. The atonement, the shedding of Thy precious blood, that we may be able to approach even unto this table today, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for Thy great sacrifice. We pray, Lord, that Thou would just hallow this hour and help us better to you. Lift thee up, and yeah. praise thy glorious name, mm-hmm. that we may be at peace.
Lord, that we may fully trust in thee. Undertake now, Lord, to give thy servant strength, Lord, to uh, perform this very simple yes. remembrance feast. We thank you, Lord, that we have that great hope that one day we will be with thee in glory, mm-hmm. and we will be able to uh, give thee our thanks and praise in our full understanding and appreciation and wonder of what thou hast done forever and forever. Lord, just uh, bless us now. 